0: 1 Corinthians chapter 15, the Apostle Paul, inspired by God's Holy Spirit, makes it clear for us just how essential the resurrection of the dead really is. How essential that is to our faith in Jesus to believe that he rose. How essential it is for our lives as Christians each day for us to have a real, confident hope. That when Jesus comes, we too will rise like he did to be able to live eternally. In fact, that sums up so much of our hope as Christians, that as we live life each day, one day Jesus is coming. And whether we're still alive here when he comes, or whether we've fallen asleep, whether we've, or those that we care about, have died when Jesus comes again. We have hope of change, of transformation, of rising like Jesus rose. Now that's easy enough to say, but when you try to think about what that means, you might have a lot of questions, starting with, how? And is God-inspired Paul? He gave us answers, and the answer, as is always the case, is found in Jesus. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, beginning with verse 35, Paul said, But someone will ask, How are the dead raised? There are heavenly bodies and earthly bodies, but the glory of the heavenly is of one kind and the glory of the earthly is of another. There's one glory of the sun and another glory of the moon and another glory of the stars, for star differs from star in glory, so it is with the resurrection of the dead. What is sown is perishable. What is raised is imperishable. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. If there's a natural body, there's also a spiritual body. Thus it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. Oh, death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Do you hear how different that hope is? How much more durable, how much more real that hope is, the way Jesus and his apostles actually brought it to us, than what we so often talk about, where we act as though God is snatching Christians off the earth right and left, that he's ripping our souls out of our body to take us somewhere else, and that's it. We're going to be in heaven, coasting on a cloud, playing a harp or something. That's not the image that scripture paints. No, scripture paints a reality that, yes, we may very well die. Many of us will die. And our bodies will be buried, or perhaps they'll be cremated, which I think is okay. I don't believe a single Christian that lost their life being burnt at the stake for their faith is going to miss out on what Paul's describing here simply because there wasn't a body to bury. A Christian lost at sea or who dies in a house fire isn't going to be separated from God eternally. Because the point isn't so much about the body, but that idea of being seed. That yes, when we die, we will go to rest with the Lord in our spirits, but when Jesus comes, we will rise and will be recreated. And we don't completely understand what that entails. Even Paul says it's something of a mystery. But just like you plant a seed and it looks one way in the ground, but then it comes out as something else. Something so much more beautiful, so much more life-giving. That's what God's going to do with us. When our lives here are done, when we have been buried, we look ahead with hope to when Jesus comes, because when he comes, when he defeats all his enemies, last of all, destroying death, we will be raised. And while we can suspect that who we're raised as will have some continuity, with who we were before because Jesus did. He's the first fruits of the resurrection and when you look at how he rose from the dead, you see that there is consistency with who he was before, yet he was changed. He was imperishable, incorruptible. He was no longer subject to death. He was able to pass into the heavens and be in God's presence forever so that one like a son of man is reigning at God's right hand even now as we speak. That is our hope for what's going to happen to us, that we will be changed to be like Jesus. And if we haven't died, if we're alive to see Jesus coming in the clouds and in a moment, we'll be changed too. The dead in Christ will rise first. But then we who are alive will be changed to be like him too. We'll hear that trumpet sound. We'll see those beloved dead who belong to Christ rising. And then we'll be transformed too so that we can all be together in God's presence forever. And knowing this wasn't just so that we could have some material to memorize. Knowing this wasn't just so that we would have the right facts about what happens. All of this is meant to take the stink out of death to help us recognize that when Jesus died on the cross for us, when he was buried and he rose, he took away the worst that sin could do to us. He's given us real hope that even if we should lose our lives for the sake of Christ, or even if we should lose our lives to disease or tragedy, natural disaster, or old age and natural decay, that's not the end of our story. That Death that we might face will get swallowed up, not in some out-of-body existence floating somewhere else like Tom and Jerry depicts it, but our death will get swallowed up in life, real, eternal life, perfected, beautiful life where we get to be with God forever. Can you see why it was so important to Paul to address the misunderstandings and questions that the Christians in Corinth had about it. Can you see why, even if we don't know exactly what will be like, even if there's some things about life after Jesus comes that we can only imagine as Christians, we should be able to look ahead to it with hope. And if we're looking forward with hope, real hope, the way Jesus and his apostles have shared it with us, that's going to affect how we live right now.